You're listening to the Plane Talking UK podcast, the UK-based podcast written by a passenger for anyone. And here are your hosts, Carlos Devings, Matt Smith and Neville Bounds. Well, hello, welcome and happy new year. And it's episode 198 of the Plane Talking UK podcast. I'm Carl Stebbings and joining me in the barn studio again this week, it's my co-host Matt Smith. Hello, yes, welcome. It is, it is Happy New Year. Happy, happy New, new year. year. Happy New it. Year. I know, 2018 already. I know. It's very scary. And I am so scared. I'm, I'm, I don't even, I'm not even joking when I say that I'm scared. We are so sc- close now to our 200th episode. We are what? It's like literally one week next week yeah, and, then, and then that's it. That's, that's the 200th. It, yeah. I don't yeah. know how that happened. Yes. Yeah, we better start doing some preparation, I suppose. I, well, you, you can talk about all you like, Sarah. Like myself and Nev have been chatting for ages trying to get this right, haven't we, Nev? Oh, yes. yes. And yeah. we've been a bit busy. We yeah. have been a bit but, busy, uh, yes. No, it's, a, it's in good shape, and we'll talk it more is. about it a bit later yeah, we will. on. Yeah, very exciting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so as you can hear and see there, it's uh, the third awesome co-host of the show, mm. Mr. Neville Bounds. And how are you this week? Yeah, very well, sir. Sorry about the slightly formal appearance. I've only just got say, in from, yeah. from work. I don't would not normally wear a tie no, on the show. But I thought, well, I've, I've got it on now. So I, I, feel, so, I yes, feel a little underdressed. Rather hectic yeah. day in the city of London this Ooh, afternoon. I'm rather glad unique. to be home, though, I have to say. I was actually thought, I think, an earlier, Matt, when we, uh, when we first got Nev on Skype, that perhaps Nev had just got back from his trip with a certain two people who feature in one of the news stories on this week's show. Oh, right. Has he been Obviously, rubbing shoulders with the Royals again? Yeah, I right. think Nev has <laughs> had something <laughs> to do there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's just popped into Windsor on the way home. Yes, exactly. As you do. Yeah, clear up, clear, clear up a few homeless people while we're there. Oh no, sorry. <laughs> he says, choosing his words. Sorry. anybody, so, anybody listening to this who, who lives in the UK honestly, will Matt, know what. The, yeah, absolutely. Sorry. Well, part. you know, start start the year as, as you know, with as being too. sued as quickly as possible. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we're going to say a big welcome then to everyone who has joined us in the YouTube chat room this evening. Indeed. Loads of names in there: Glenn Towler, Graham Haley, Jeff Braithwaite, Julian Garwood. Mash is in there. Uh, we've got Philip Davis, Richard King, Tony S, who apparently Tony S is suffering from a very, very bad uh, bout of man oh, flu. No. Uh, uh, excuse yep. me, uh, excuse me. Don't, don't belittle man flu, you. <laughs> excuse me, man flu is fatal, I'll have you know. It is fatal, yes. O- hopefully our main man, Micah, who's also in the chat room, hopefully Micah's healthy and not got uh, not got the man flu. No, well, no. Oh, it would be main flu, I suppose, wouldn't oh, it, for Micah? Oh, stop it. Yeah. Main, <laughs> main flu? Not <laughs> for goodness sake. <laughs> I went into the uh, the office this week and on Wednesday, which is our first day back, and honestly, it was like a doctor's surgery in there. There was people <laughs> coughing and spluttering. I thought, I'm actually not going to stay here much longer because I don't want to uh, you know, pick something up. Uh, but it was terrible, really awful. But so, so many people have had this nasty cold and flu business. And it's not just sort of a 10-day thing. It's been going on for a lot of people for sort of four or five weeks. And, yeah. uh, it, it, I, I mean, it, it can't be nice. And uh, poor old Mrs. Nev has had it for the last uh, oh, really? two weeks oh, no. as well. Poor Mrs. So, uh, but it, yeah. it, it, it's her age, probably. So, I, I, um, I, I, you know. <laughs> Wow. Mrs. Okay. Nev is now sitting downstairs, yeah. currently chopping up Nev's yeah. clothes. Yeah, indeed, absolutely. Sorry. Sorry. And, and is now uh, hovering over the uh, incoming main switch to the yes, house. Yes, indeed, absolutely, oh. yes. It's so right, you're in luck, though, because she doesn't listen to this dribble, so there is that. Oh, we've got, well, we've got a, an aloof guest in the chat room tonight. Have we? Is that, oh. 
Pilot Pip is in the chat room. Oh, dear. Do well, shout when? if you want to join us. Yeah. <laughs> Pip, where have you been for the last 400 years? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, so it's been a bit of a... It's, yeah, it's, I, I must admit, I've been very lucky because I am literally, uh, like Nev, I am surrounded by... We have computers? Sort of, oh. well, no, not right now. Yes, I'm surrounded <laughs> by computers right now. But we've got several people who work here in the barn. Yes. And it is, you know, so Sarah, who owns the, the company, she, she's got it. Charlotte, who's my boss, has got it. The two girls who work in the packing department, they've oh, got it. God. The two grandchildren who work here at the weekend. And I'm here now. I know, absolutely. Surrounded so. by all these diseases. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Very what exciting. could possibly go wrong? No, oh, well, I indeed, know. absolutely. I, know. I can't believe I haven't had it. I, 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 don't, mm. I don't know. It must have been, like I don't know, perhaps it's the same strain I, I caught when I was in Pittsburgh or something. Oh, and dear. Therefore, I'm oh, immune. Yes. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, anyway, sorry, we're, it's, 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 not, it's not the National Health Service here. I yeah, it, it, is, it is, though, Matt. It is yeah. the fifth of January. It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's five minutes past seven in the evening here in the UK. We start yeah. dead on time at seven o'clock, which is fairly good, I know. It's, uh, you know, we're getting good at this now, Matt, starting on Setting time. Setting the precedent Scary. for the remainder of the year. Scary. Uh, so I hope you all had a really, really good Christmas and New Year's. I uh, hope you all had a safe Christmas and New Year's and, and got all wonderful presents and stuff. Because as most of you all know who watched a Christmas extravaganza, we actually did have Santa Claus here we in the studio <laughs> with us. In the studio, um, disguised yeah. as, as Matt. Um, but, um, well, how rude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Or is it Matt disguised as Santa? Oh, I don't know. Anyway. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we have got a little bit of housework to uh, sort out this evening uh, with, uh, with well, well, it's our usual monthly uh, massive thank you to our Patreon donators. So uh, yes. if you'd like to, uh, to well, to do the deeds, uh, Nev, if you could, please. Yeah, and don't forget, you know, your contributions are absolutely vital to the uh, continuing um, output that we do, and we really do appreciate it. So, uh, in no particular order, it is uh, Adrian Meacham, Nick Anderson, Matt Caton, Captain Jeff, Stephanie Plummer, uh, Stuart Black, Liz Piper, Jonathan Warner, Evan Shue, Adam Spink, Matt Donmeyer, Jeff Ward, Ben Todd, York Moller, Philip Labe, Andrew Wilson... David Humphreys, Eric Graves, Jordan Rose, Steve Andress, Matthew Bunting Frame, Myla, Ryan Harper, Stuart Backer, and Ray Williams. And the people that have donated through the regular PayPal system are Jennifer Parkinson, or Jenny in Rome, as we like to call her, Absolutely. and Tom Thomas. And thank you, one and all, for a superb yeah. contribution. It really doesn't matter how much or little you send us, mm. it is all very gratefully received. And when we get our little sort of PayPal thing at the end of the month, I think it is, and it says how much you've donated, it really puts a smile on all of well, our Yeah, pages. it does very yeah. much so. You're blown away by your generosity, and, and, yeah. and it, we, you know, it, it really does help her, as I say. We, lots of big plans for it, actually, this year, as we were discussing. Mm. During the yeah. do, during the show, but more about that uh, later on in the year. Yeah, yeah, good good, good things coming up in twenty eighteen. Lots, lots of lots of exciting of, things. Upgrades, upgrades, upgrades <laughs> for, 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 for the show. Oh, so I suppose we ought to start our first show of the new year, as we do each week with our rundown of the weekly news from around the world and the UK. So, if you're ready, Matt, I am indeed. Yes, and if you're ready, Nev, me too. Let's go. <laughs> Thank you. 
So, kicking off this week's first news story then, and uh, this was actually uh, sent in to us uh, by email. I can't remember the name. Was it uh, Niall? Was it someone who emailed us? It, it came in tonight, know. actually. I don't the read emails. the show notes. Why would I be looking at the email? Well, this came in <laughs> actually tonight, and uh, actually, I'd, I'd actually got this labelled up as the first news story for the show this Very week. Good. But uh, for those of you who watch the various news wires across the globe, will have probably heard that uh, this week a couple of pilots had a bit of a, um, um, a punch up what? as such, or a, a, a minor. Oh, hello. hello. Thanks for that, Matt. Sorry about that. Yes, had a, had a, a bit of a minor kerfuffle on, uh, on the a flight minor deck. kerfuffle. So right. this one is on the ndtv.com website. Right. And the uh, headline is, what if, what if pilots got locked out? Aviation regulator fumes after jet row. Oh, wow. So on Monday this week, a jet airways flight from London to uh, Mumbai, uh, the captain apparently slapped the co-pilot what? who rushed out of the cockpit in tears. According to the crew member's statement, the captain kept buzzing for the co-pilot after she walked out, quite rightly, fair enough, you know, asking the crew to send her back inside the cockpit. So uh, first it was Indigo, then uh, Vistara, and now Jet Airways. Three private players in the aviation industry have been hit by controversies in the last two months, which has led to the Civil Aviation Ministry to direct the Aviation Watchdog Director General of Civil Aviation, or the DGCA, to ensure discipline in the air and um, when among ground staff. Uh, so on Monday this week, uh, on a Jet Airways flight, as I said, from London to Mumbai, uh, the captain who slapped the co-pilot, uh, who uh, rushed out, I was <laughs> laughing, according to uh, the crew member's statement, and uh, the pilot uh, and the co-pilot are said to be in a relationship. Oh, never, dear. never good to have that on the <laughs> flight deck. No. The uh, DGCA says uh, this is a clear violation of safety standard, which states that two persons should be inside the cockpit at all times. In this case, they were not. What if the autopilot would have got disengaged, or the door to the cockpit would have been jammed when the commander entered the pin code at the door? Uh, cockpit. Uh, they said in the uh, statement here, the Minister of State Civil Aviation, uh, giant. Sinner told NDTV this incident is being inquired into uh, by the DGCA as per law action uh, would be taken against the uh, staff of the airline. Sources uh, in the ministry say that the DGCA has been asked uh, to direct Jet Airways to get its act together. Yes. Pilots are supposed to be mentally alert whenever they operate a flight. That is why rest, uh, why they rest for many hours is given to them. But uh, in this case, both pilots were carrying mental baggage with them, and that's why this incident happened, uh, a senior level officer of the ministry said. According to the officer of the aviation watchdog uh, uh, who was asked Jet Airways to expedite its inquiry into this matter, uh, apparently everything is recorded on CCTV cameras of the cockpit and voice recorder, so it should not take long to investigate, he said. Uh, according to sources in Jet Airways, CCTV footage and voice recordings of the cockpit are being analysed to find out what led to the altercation. Uh, this was not the first time that security norms have been compromised in the air. Statistics from the Civil Aviation Ministry reveal that safety norms were compromised 431 times in 2016 and 375 times in 2017. Uh, it's not good, I suppose, really. I, don't, I think that's the last thing you want to see when you're on, on board an aircraft yeah. is to see the pilots having a scrap. Mm. <laughs> I don't think they, they've thought that through, really, have they? 
Let's be honest. I just, but the only thing I, I would say against this is, is, I mean, you know, I mean, husband and, and wife teams is not unusual when it comes to to this sort of thing. I mean, it has happened before, hasn't it? Where you've had like fathers and sons and so on who have who have who have done it. But like, you know, surely as a professional human being you can just hold it together long enough to actually complete the fight and then you know fair enough kick seven bells out of each other in the terminal yeah but like you know surely your your professionalism as a pilot would overrule your <laughs> undesired uncontrollable urge to punch someone in the face but i mean if they're in a relationship surely it must be incredibly hard I mean, I could not imagine for one minute me and Gemma being on the flight deck together as pilots. That's because she hates flying. Because <laughs> well, she doesn't hate flying. She hates right. flying with me because I'm yeah. such a geek. But, yes, um, yes, indeed. No, I, I you know, I'd, I'd, I'd hate to kind of, you know, sit mm. on a flight deck for nine hours with her. You know, it, um, right? I've, she's I've seen not watching. you backseat driving in your car, uh, Carl, <laughs> when uh, Gemma's been driving. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving. Uh, <laughs> Oh dear. <laughs> Who were, Mrs. Yes. Anyway, right. moving swiftly yes. on to honestly, the next story. Honestly, it's, honestly, it was such, it was such a beautiful and happy relationship until, until we. She doesn't watch the show. It's okay. Oh, that's all right then. What a what a relief. And if but she does, does anyone... I'll skip this bit. <laughs> right. Okay. Will you? Yeah. Oh, please, might get that wrong. Anyway, next story. This is on the UK Business Insider website, and the story two means one thing and one thing only. It's a Ryanair story, and Ryanair is applying for a UK aviation license to protect itself from hard. Brexit, and I don't know really why this is big news because surely this is a pretty obvious uh, step forward for for any airline who's you know well, operating yeah. out of the UK. Uh, but anyway, London is where the story is written, and headline and and it's basically Irish airline Ryanair is applying for a UK aviation license, which would allow it to continue operating domestic flights in the UK regardless of whether or not aviation is included in any Brexit deal. So it just surely it's a, a no brainer. It's a common sense thing to do. The budget airline confirmed that it has applied for a so-called UK Air Operator Certificate from the Civil Aviation Authority. If successful, it would allow Ryanair to operate domestic flights, for example, routes between London and Glasgow, if the UK and EU fail to reach a Brexit agreement on aviation. The move is thought to be a precautionary measure as the airline's UK domestic operation consists of just three routes. Uh, according to Sky News, which first reported the news, uh, these routes account for less than 2% of total revenues. Uh, Ryanair today confirmed that a subsidiary company, Ryanair UK, filed an application on the 21st of December last for an AOC with the CAA in the UK. The, he the airline said in a statement to Sky, this may be required for Ryanair's three UK domestic routes in the event of a hard Brexit in March 2019. Ryanair is not the first non-UK airline to confirm an application for a UK AOC since the referendum. Wizz Air, which is headquartered in Hungary, did the same back in October. So Ryanair CEO Michael O'Leary has been a staunch critic of Brexit and has frequently... Um, uh, Proffered? Oh, that's not a Preferred? word. Preferred? Yeah. No, Proffered. Yeah. Yeah, oh, fair enough, yeah. Oh, Sorry, go. and has frequently proffered dire warnings about what Britain's departure from the EU could mean for flying in Europe. In October 2017, he warned that the government was underestimating the risk of a serious disruption to flights once Britain leaves the EU. There remains a worrying risk of a serious disruption to UK-slash-EU flights in April 2019, unless a timely UK-slash-EU bilateral is agreed in advance of September 2018. 
we worry that the UK government continues to underestimate the likelihood of such a flight disruption to and from the UK. O'Leary said that the airline industry needs clarity on an UK-EU Brexit deal by the summer of 2018, as that is when airlines will publish their schedules for the year ahead. Time is running short for the UK to develop a bilateral solution, O'Leary warned. Britain's Chancellor Philip Hammond said last year that flights between the UK and the European Union could theoretically stop on the day Britain officially drops out of the block. Now, I think this is... I'm sure if Captain Al was sat here right now, he, hmm. would be, he would say probably something along the lines of this is literally scaremongering for the sake of scaremongering, isn't it? And it, it's yes. an, it's an, it is a true thing. They, they have got to apply for this licence. No, I get that. Happened. So it's, not, um, it's but, not like a fake story, but it's... it's no, it's, um, not, it's, it's not a non-story. They're covering their... They're, they're covering themselves, selves, and that's a very yeah. sensible thing yeah. to do. But... Uh, you know, I mean, the, 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 well, I don't know. There's, I, I will be astounded. I, in fact, I would go so it's far as to say I will eat it. your hat if there isn't something in place before <laughs> we leave. Because, you know, I mean... When all, are we going to leave this blinking thingy anyway? Uh, Honestly, sometime in 2019. Although, oh, really? March, March 2019. Oh, there we go. Yes, indeed. Absolutely. Although there is talk of, you know, a sort of like a further 18 months or something, oh, isn't there? Like, really? Where they're, you know, like, as, as you know, a, a sort of transitional period, if you yeah. like. But anyway, it's the first show of the year and we're already talking about Brexit. Oh, so it didn't take, didn't take long, did it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pip's already turned long. off. Yeah. Oh. Indeed. Yes, mm. indeed. Anyway, so <laughs> Moving swiftly on from the Brexit story, on onto onto a story which, uh, obviously, as I said at the at the top of the show, uh, I chose because uh, obviously with Nev's attire that he has on this evening, um, I'm fairly confident that Nev has actually come from this story. Well, this right. this actual story here, which uh, he's oh. going to read. Oh, okay, fair enough. Well, they are, are my neighbours, uh, more or less. Um, you know, well, actually, no, they're about thirty miles down the road, so it's a bit further than that. But this is on the uh, DailyStar.co.uk, and of course, I get all my um, professional aviation of course, news quite right. from, Absolutely. from the Daily Star. Why did you read the Daily Star again, Carlos? Is there something that you need to tell us? You know, we're opening a confessional at the start of the year. I, I, excuse know. me, I, I googled BA stories, news stories, and this right. one came. Was at that the top a typo that you put into the keyboard no. wrong? No, 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 mm, no. There we are. Well, this is all about uh, Harry and Meghan Markle, and they've been spotted on a British Airways flight. Flight in economy seats right. next to the toilets. Um, and it says that uh, they left plane passengers stunned when they board their British, boarded their British Airways flights and sat in economy next to the toilets. The royal couple were reportedly spotted on a London Heathrow flight to the French Riviera, Riviera on Sunday for a romantic New Year break. And what's caused just the biggest stir is where they sat as they were said to have snubbed first class for economy seats. Point of order there, there is no first class service from London Heathrow <laughs> to Nice on British Airways. There's right. only business class or economy class. Okay. Just thought I'd put right. it out there. Yeah, no, fair enough, uh, of course. Yeah. They even sat at the back next to the toilets as they took to the skies on the scheduled 9.55am BA flight for Nice. Um, and uh, Harry was seen slumped at a window seat whilst bride-to-be Meghan was sitting next to him in a black beanie hat and little makeup. Sources say that the engaged couple went to desperate uh, measures to go unnoticed from fellow passengers. They were said to have boarded the flight before any other passengers and took up three rows of economy seats on both sides of the aisle. And there's now a picture of 
a, a, a twin aisle aircraft, <laughs> which is either a 767, <laughs> 777 <laughs> or 787, which does not operate between London Heathrow okay. and these. And, and again, Got I it. would show you the picture that Nev is talking about. <laughs> Unfortunately, there's a, a, a sort of naked picture of Kim Kardashian to the oh, right no. of it. So I'm afraid I'm unable to share that No, no, no. With you. X-rated um, stuff. Yeah, indeed, absolutely. So it's, uh, it's, uh, I'm guessing these guys obviously didn't, didn't uh, go on Seat Guru. Uh, right. And, you okay. know, find the, uh, the no, the I think their seat. location was changed. So, so the, on just for you know point of order, uh, the British Airways services is either on a A320, A321 or A319, I, I think, okay. to, to Nice. Right. Uh, but it says that three edgy and nervous bodyguards were also sat nearby, the Daily Mail reported. So the, we've got now the Daily Star reporting stuff that the From Daily, the Daily Mail, Mail have reported. Right. This is and correct. when the flight touched down in the pleasant 15 degrees centigrade surroundings, two heavily armed officers were apparently seen waiting for the pair. Sources state that members of France's elite service de la protection, the police unit responsible for the protection of foreign dignitaries were tasked with guarding the couple during their stay. They reportedly stayed with friends at a private residence as they unwind before preparations for their May wedding at Windsor Castle. It's unlikely that the trip was uh, to do with the wind down in preparation for their wedding, which is in May, let's be honest. Uh, uh, I think but, so, yes. <laughs> Indeed. Actually, Tony, mean, Tony S. is a bit concerned about whether they enjoyed their Marks and Spencer sandwiches. sandwiches. That's a good point. Nobody, you see, this is where we need Nev on every single flight you see because yeah. uh, we need to ask them that ultimate question don't we now actually a, a small part of me actually uh, if this is true because uh, um, it's in the daily star so you'll forgive me if i'm skeptical um a small part of me is actually quite impressed by this story because at the end of the day um you know taking out because uh, security obviously is obviously is quite a serious issue when it comes to royal family whatever your whatever side of the fence you sit on as to whether you like them or hate them you know they are you know they are protected quite rightly in in, in my opinion uh, but to, to take in this case because we're talking what th uh, two rows of three aren't we so, uh, mm, and, so yeah. you, and you so you've got so you're taking out what three six nine you've got taking out 12 seats essentially aren't you with what they were talking about there that has got to be cheaper than flying them out there on it on a on a um, BAE one four six. Well, well, anything. I mean, like right. you know, a private charter or or a, or a jet. Uh, are, they, are they still using the one four six Nev for the Royal flights? Uh, they are. The Royal Fli yeah. uh, Fleet are based at RAF Northolt, not it. too right. far from where I live, yeah. um, and they're probably getting on a bit now actually. But uh, no, that's that, that's what they're using for the uh, for most of the flights. But um, yes, I think there's been a lot more restriction on on who's flying on these things yeah. uh, these yeah. days. But as well. I don't have a problem with this. I think I, you know. I mean, again, it's the, it's the same old story because you never get for it. You'd never get. Um, for example, Charles and William both flying on the same flight because they're obviously heads of state uh, and all that kind of thing. In the same yeah, way that you yeah. don't get you don't get the prime minister and the deputy if they're both going to something, they don't travel together, do they? I mean, that's that's just sort of yes. I don't want to be um, you know too snobbish about this, but uh, okay. did I ever tell you my Tony Blair story? No, oh, no, no. Do. Go on then. When then. I was uh, when I was flying back from Edinburgh one day uh, with the B, uh, it was actually BMI, so it's British Midlands. Uh, um, before they got bought by British Airways. And uh, very sadly, Tony Blair and his wife were flying back from Edinburgh because it was Gordon Brown's daughter's funeral. That's right, yes. And there was so much fog in uh, Northolt, they couldn't get into there, so they just took a, took a regular chartered, um, yep. uh, regular passenger service flight back to Heathrow. And my ticket says, as it always does, 1A. 
So, you know, I'm right. going straight into 1A. And who should be sitting there but the Prime Minister of the day and next to him, his wife. Right. And so I, it's one of those moments where you, you have to do a double take. I didn't actually realise it was him, which was a bit yes. stupid of me. Okay, no, that's fine. Yes. Well, it's um, out of context as well. And I did actually say to him, I'm really sorry, but you're sitting in my seat. And then just at that moment, <laughs> the, the two rows behind me, there was six security people. They sort of gave me a very dirty look as if to say, don't you know who that is? Uh, but then the BMI staff came out and said, I'm really sorry, Mr. Bounds, but, um, you know, we right. can have to move you back a couple of rows okay. um, uh, because of the uh, the security people on the plane. But, uh, yes, it's one of those moments where I felt particularly foolish. <laughs> about about four, four, four inches high. Yes, yes And you heard it here first yeah, on the PTUK. Well, that's yes. true. Wow, that, that that is quite a story. Yeah. Oh, dear, classic. <laughs> Never mind. No, I like that. I like that. Oh dear! Like well, the, well it's, it's definitely aviation. We can't get told off for that. You can't get told <laughs> off for that. No, that's, <laughs> avia that's aviation gold. Indeed. Yeah. Um, um, well, I don't anyway, know what we do. Don't know how to top that. <laughs> hey? um, well, move good on. Luck. Yeah, good, uh, yeah. Move on to the next story, uh, yeah. which is on the USA Today. Uh, com website and the headline is delta Airlines sends its last boeing 747 Ooh. to the arizona boneyard sad. Uh, sad times sad times so uh this was a special flight uh, aboard delta uh, it was flight 9771 from atlanta um passengers wrote apparently wrote on the cabin walls uh, there was free champagne for all on board and also there was a wedding in the economy class section uh, so Delta Flight 9771 was anything but ordinary, uh, and that was by design. On Wednesday, the flight uh, from the world's busiest airport in Atlanta, uh, obviously you've got power now, uh, <laughs> a remote, <laughs> to a remote yeah, salvage yard in southern Arizona marked the last time that Boeing's 747 jumbos would uh, jets would fly for a U.S. passenger airline. United retired its last 747 in November last year, leaving only Delta uh, and some foreign airlines, including British Airways, Lufthansa, Korean Airlines, still using the 747 for passenger flights. Through though numbers of the aircraft flying non-cargo flights uh, are on the decline. In the U.S., Delta operated its final regularly scheduled flight on the jet in mid-December, and the 747 lingered on at Delta for two more weeks, flying charters mostly for college and pro sports teams. That era officially closed this week, and Delta flew its last 747 charter flight on Tuesday, the 2nd of January, bringing the Clemson University football team home to South Carolina following the 2018 Sugar Bowl game in New Orleans. With that, there was only one mission left for Delta's last remaining 747, a flight to the Boneyard, a salvage facility where retiring aircraft are sent to be stored or scrapped. That was the mission for Delta's unusual Flight 9771, and uh, when the airline sent its 376-seat jumbo jet on one last flight, on board were just 48 people. A combination of the flight crew, media, and other Delta employees and family members with ties to the 747. During the flight, the passengers used permanent markers to write farewell messages on the plane's seats and cabin walls. Mike Vetter himself, a former Delta 747 pilot, had just spelled out his name above the armrest at seat 10D. He added that the date, along with the words LAST FLT, an obvious abbreviation for the plane's last flight, uh, no, never, he exclaimed, when asked if he'd ever written on the inside of an aircraft before. He let loose with a laugh, adding that such a move might be grounds for termination on a normal flight, he said. 
On this particular plane, however, the Veta had a lot of company even before the retirement flight took off from Atlanta. Its interior already bore graffiti from several pre uh, previous sports charter flights. <laughs> Delta spokesman Anthony Black said passengers on those flights were told of the plane's impending retirement and were encouraged to leave their own farewell messages on the inside of the plane. Uh, the Clemson football team appeared to be the most prolific of the messages uh, of the message leavers, uh, though the plane's unique graffiti also suggested the presence of the Buffalo Bills uh, NFL team and an untold number of Delta employees. On Wednesday, the mood was festive throughout the uh, four-hour flight, perhaps uh, most so during a wedding that gave new meaning to walking down the aisle. Oh, oh, very good, very good. <laughs> so and, did that. Yep. Uh, yeah. The in-flight ceremony joined Delta 747 flight attendant Holly Rick and Delta 747 pilot Gene Peterson, who fittingly met nine years ago while working on a 747 military charter flight in the Middle East. The couple considered several spots for their wedding, but ultimately chose the so-called Queen of the Skies for their ceremony. Isles and Delta's economy section were gussied up with white lace bunting, rose petals in the aisles, and the bulkheads separating Delta's economy comfort seating from business class doubled as a backstop for the altar. And the story goes on, but obviously this yeah. is um, it's, it's a sad story. Obviously, with the uh, the seven fours, uh, obviously all being retired now. There's no U.S. operators, commercial no. operators of these now, apart from the no. uh, obviously the cargo ones versions that are still flying. That is true. But uh, what a great way to send off the aircraft mm. in this way. You know, having all these yeah. people on board. I mean, there's pictures on on the uh, the the story here showing the graffiti on the walls. Yeah, and. Uh, you know, it's it's a shame this is going to probably sit in the desert now for a number of years and uh, eventually um, probably be, uh, you know, taken apart for um, recycling or scrap. But uh, what do you think, Nev? Yes. Well, it's um, I think the thing is with, with this, um, uh, it, it's such a it's a classic aircraft and, and it's probably one of the only aircraft that have bought uh, mass transportation to so many people and to make it affordable as well, especially on the North Atlantic and, and the Asia routes as well. So it's, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a big shame, but uh, it's been a great aircraft and I, I've enjoyed flying on it, uh, both in, in the cheap seats and the slightly more expensive seats uh, in, the, in the past. So uh, it's, um, it's, it, would ha it's just, it had to happen, didn't it, at some point? That's true. Um, so, yes, it yeah. is, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it is. Actually going back to the where, your your little story that you were you were saying that you your little story you were saying about the Blairs. Um it's <laughs> something that's caught my eye here. Richard King was saying more to the point, didn't they know who you were, Nev? Oh yeah. Well, yeah, well that's yeah. true. At least I had a boarding card well, with one A on it, which is more <laughs> yeah. than he did. This point of order. Well indeed. <laughs> quite right, absolutely. I think that's the oh. way forward. Now the next story act should be mine, but I'm gonna see if I can ask one of these two people to read it for me because it's a Ryanair story. Uh, oh. but there is a very nice video well not as a video that highlights the story rather nicely that I'd like to play. So if I could trouble one of you two to read it instead, Nev. Yes, do you want me to have a go at it? Yeah, yeah if you wouldn't mind, uh, that'd be great. Because I say I've got, got got a good little video. I want to play with it, if I may. Yes. Okay, okay. Well, this is uh, on the independent.co.uk, another fantastic uh, platform for <laughs> aviation news. Uh, but actually, this is all quite true by the looks of it. And the the headline is mm -hmm. Ryanair passenger jumps out of emergency exit after Malaga flight delay. What? I know, I know. This is just ridiculous. And I found the video, which is why I want to play it. So, uh, yeah, carry on. 
But there's, the, I, I, for some reason, oh, I, oh my God, I can see the text now. But it says that uh, a frustrated Ryanair passenger left a plane via the emergency exit and ended up perched on the wing after his flight was delayed on New Year's Day. The man in question, reportedly a 57-year-old Polish national called Victor, told fellow passengers, I'm going via the wing, reports the Mail Online. <laughs> he pulled the stunt as flight FR8164 sat on the tarmac at Malaga Airport. The flight had been delayed by an hour, leaving London Stansted and was reportedly left for 30 minutes uh, once it arrived at Malaga at 11pm with no information given as to why passengers could not disembark. Uh, one of his uh, fellow passengers uh, told the Mail Online the man decided he wasn't going to wait any longer. He activated the emergency door and left saying, I'm going via the wing. It was surreal. He was sat on the wing for quite a while until the crew managed to get him back inside. I don't know why he did it. He must have just lost it. And it was the first thing that came to his head. Uh, and this uh, fellow passenger filmed the incident during the man, uh, during which the man could be overhead saying, what an effing star he's off in spanish <laughs> meanwhile nice. raj mystery who was I, I know someone called raj mystery i want to hear it's the same one uh, who was sitting next to the man on the plane told the mail online it may have been because he suffered from asthma it seems nobody noticed that the plane the man who decided to exit the plane was suffering from asthma asthma said mystery he needed air hence he decided to exit the plane but civil guards didn't want to listen to what he had to say and the polish national who reportedly lives in malaga took a winter coat and his hand luggage with him concerned ground crew managed to talk him back onto the plane where he was arrested a Ryanair spokesman said this airport security breach occurred after landing in Malaga Airport on the 1st of January. Malaga Airport police immediately arrested the passenger in question and says that this was a breach of Spanish safety and security regulations. It's being dealt with by the Spanish authorities. A police source taught, uh, told Mail Online, we responded to a call from Ryanair staff on flight fr 8164 from London, saying a man had opened an emergency door and had walked out onto the wing. The pilot filed a formal complaint as it is standard procedure and handed officers a copy of it. The man is expected to be fined for breaching security regulations. I suppose the, the good thing about it, in a sense, is that it wasn't doors to automatic, so there was no, no uh, deployment of the slide. Mm. Um, but someone's got to fill out a bit of paperwork here, haven't they? I yeah. think they've got to fill in quite a bit of paperwork. Uh, thank you for doing that, Nev, as I say, because oh. the video was worth an airing, <laughs> to be fair. Um, oh, and uh, for, for clarity, if you do want to look at that video and you're not watching the... Uh, uh, video version of our show. It's available from from the independent.co.uk. If you search for Ryanair stories, yeah. you'll 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 find that video. But it's it's just <laughs> it's just bizarre. Now the only thing that surprised me is if you if you have watched that video, there's like a weird sort of striped walkway. Now yeah, I wasn't that, aware that that was yeah, on the yeah. wings. That's yeah. That the, the uh, seven three. I think the Airbuses have them as well. But that's that's obviously it's an, it's an emergency exit. Yeah. And that is the route that you are supposed to take to get yeah. off in an emergency because obviously you've got engines on that wing. Um, right. So that the, okay. the route takes you to the kind of near as close to the fuselage as you can get, so you can just sort of hop off. And it's kind of the lowest point, if you look at the wing, to the ground right. kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, so. No, I know. It's just, I'm, I'm sure I've looked, I swear I've looked out of that window and never actually noticed yeah, if you look, that, that, that yeah, if before. You look, you Perhaps can I've see not them. looked You've got to sort of point, you know, you've yeah. got to get your head round to look at them. Yeah, but, um, indeed. So yeah. It's a, what, what a moron, that's all <laughs> I have to say about that. As you say, as Nev was saying, oh. thank goodness they didn't like, you know, at least the doors were at manual. Otherwise, I mean, yeah. you know, you've got slides deploying and all sorts then, haven't you?
Yeah, absolutely. But uh, normally, of course, they only deploy the slides. Um, uh, oh, sorry, they only select the doors to automatic after the aircraft has pushed back off yeah. the stand. So as it's being pushed back, that's when the automatic, the automatic re uh, release is, uh, yeah. is put on. But uh, yeah, nonetheless, it's uh, something you could do without, isn't it? Really? Yeah. But I mean, you'd have, I mean, you'd have thought there'd have been cabin crew busy tearing brilliant. them a new one, surely. I, I mean, it's, it's just like, I mean, and also, my, you know, if it, having known several people who do suffer from asthma, if they're suffering from asthma that badly, uh, as as he apparently is claiming, I think he was. If I'm honest with you, I think he's using it as an excuse to get out of trouble. Possibly. Yeah. Um, but um, if you are having a severe asthma attack, you certainly aren't going to have the strength to open doors, Quite. not doors of not yes. heavy doors like that. I know yeah. they're, well, they're, yes, they're they're fairly no they're fairly um, fairly light those doors. Oh, I think um, are they they're the ones you take inside the aircraft and. Or do you throw them once out? Now? Uh, yes, on, on the seven three seven, I think yeah. they're they're all plug type doors anyway. Mm. So yes, you, you you bring it in and then you throw it out. Yeah, throw it at someone. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yes. as you do. Oh, so yeah. shall, shall we break with uh, the show note tradition and, and do you want me to take the next one or well, shall we? I, I don't mind. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Nev, is that, do you want to? <laughs> yeah, you can, mate. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, all right. <laughs> so the next story then is uh, on the oh the demarge.com demarge.com website and uh, the headline is the world's safest airlines for 2018 have been revealed now for those of you who don't know apparently 2017 has been the safest year in history for aviation and uh, for the last four years airline ratings.com has singled out Qantas for the top spot in its annual ranking for the world's safest airlines. This year, the website has assessed over 409 major airlines before compiling its final verdict as a list of the top 20 safest aircraft or airline carriers in alphabetical order. Uh, oh. So the, uh, the, the, the top 20 safest airlines are always at the forefront of safety, innovation, operational excellence and the launching of new, more advanced aircraft like the A350 and the Boeing 787, said Jeffrey Thomas, AirlineRatings.com Editor-in-Chief. Qantas has been the lead airline in virtually every major operational safety advancement over the past 60 years and has not had a fatality in a jet error. But Qantas is not alone. Long-established airlines such as Hawaiian and Finnair uh, also have perfect records in the jet air era. Uh, to arrive at its top 20, the AirlineRatings.com took into account factors like previous incidents, uh, audits from the governments and the aviation industry's regulatory bodies, fleet age and airlines records of crashes and other serious incidents. Um, so the, uh, the top 10, apparently, of the, uh, of the top 10 air, air, airlines in question, I was going to see if I can pull it up here because it doesn't actually, here we go. Uh, so in the top 10 of the highest ranked safest airlines and it's not loading up Matt why isn't it loading up is it loading up on your screen no <laughs> oh no there we are. I've got the photos up that's it you start, just need to scroll I, I'm doing, through the photos I'm doing, in, I'm doing them in alphabetical order but that's I'm it, starting yeah. at the end so you need to start at V <laughs> or W actually or, oh is it oh well, yeah, number, tw number 20 has come up with Virgin Australia. So <laughs> oh, Stephen okay. Grant will be happy then. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, shall I close that? That's obviously not working properly, is it? There we are. Uh, 
Now I seem to have lost the box. Have you got the box there, Nev, with these in, these airlines in? Because I seem to have lost I the box. I have, yes. With... I, I, I can um, go down from uh, 20 to 1, if you yes, wish. Yes, yes, far um, away, Nev. So, what so have we got? number 20 is Virgin Australia. Uh, oh. Number 19 is Virgin Atlantic. This is a really difficult website to navigate, let me tell you. Yeah. Uh, and uh, number 18 is Swiss. Number 17 is Singapore Airlines. Uh, number 16 is SAS, Scandinavian Airlines System. Uh, number 15 is Royal, Royal Jordanian Airlines. Number 14 is Qantas. Number 13 is Lufthansa. Uh, number 12 is KLM. Number 11 is Japan Airlines. Number 10 is Hawaiian Airlines. Uh, number 9 is Finnair. Uh, number 8 is Eva Air. Always good for their um, logos and painting on their <laughs> Indeed, aircraft. Yeah. Uh, number seven is Etihad Airways. Number six is Emirates. Number five is Cathay Pacific. Uh, number four, one of my favourites, is British Airways. In fact, he's the favourite. Is it? <laughs> I'm surprised you uh, have you know, a favourite, Nev. I'm very, I'm very surprised. Yeah. And uh, number three is All Nippon Airways. Number two is Alaska Airlines. And number one, uh, the favourite of Mr. Glenn Towler, I'm sure, is Air New Zealand. Oh, well. How about that? Yeah, they're, they're, they, are, they are a nice... Yeah, they are a nice um, uh, airline, actually. The scheme is yeah, nice. Yeah. It is, yeah. 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 So they, they were the 20 airlines, apparently the world's safest airlines for 2018. So okay. there we go. If you're going to fly anywhere in the world, fly with one of those 20. Those are your best bets. As long as it's BA. Yeah. Obviously, well, yeah. Yeah. with goes, goes without saying, surely. So uh, <laughs> the next story, this is going to be you then, Matt, for this one. Uh, okay, which, one, which story is that? Oh, yes, I see, number eight, sorry. That's all right, because I was trying to do the photographs, but that website has brought my laptop to a complete, complete standstill. Okay. So <laughs> I might not be able to. Hang on, here we go. Uh, we're, no, we're in luck. It's all right. It's all right. Just a few gremlins. It is the new year, after all. Mm. Uh, so, yes, there we go. So this is the Business Insider UK website again. And the headline is, Airlines are ditching seatback screens and making you use your phone to watch movies. Now, I don't have a problem with this person. We just missed the story, but it doesn't matter. It was number... Because <laughs> we're in out of order, aren't we? We're out of sync with the stories okay which yeah. one should it be hang on uh, let, me, let me ditch this. no no we'll, we'll, we'll get it right hang on <laughs> okay it's the it's the dside.com this one is uh, actually this one was supposed to be for you to do max this has got some really good pictures on this site for oh this, right um, okay story. <laughs> should we shall i just do you want me to take this one yeah Come you here. take this why not yeah, so, this is okay. completely throw oh, organization out of the show you, you take yeah. the next one yeah so this okay. uh, this is on the dside.com uh website and this uh, headline is beluga xl photograph posted on social media that shows the new heavy lifter almost fully assembled for those of you who watch the show you'll know we've covered a few stories uh, just at the uh, tail end of last year about uh, airbus's new beluga uh, which is going to carry all the various bits and pieces for uh, the new a350s and stuff between production sites here in the UK and across in Toulouse. So the first uh, Beluga XL, the new Airbus heavy lifter, which will eventually replace the current Beluga, has been rolled out of its hangar for the first time. Basic assembly appears to have been completed and the aircraft has been moved to another part of the Airbus Toulouse site where work will be completed ahead of ground testing. Uh, a picture posted on Twitter by Rami Karma Prad, taken at Airbus's Toulouse, shows the new Beluga XL covered in green protective coating. And uh, if you go on Twitter, 
Uh, there are various pictures on there of this being rolled out of the production facility. So the first flight of the Beluga XL, the eventual successor to the current Beluga, will take place sometime between July and September uh, next year, Airbus has said. Uh, the electrical and mechanical systems have been installed uh, for the whole fuselage. Airbus has previously said they aim for electrical power on by the end of 2017, so hopefully they've got that done now, followed by ground tests early this year. The first Beluga XL is scheduled to fly in the third quarter of 2018, ahead of a 10-month flight certification campaign, and will enter service with Airbus Transport International in 2019. Aircraft number one is the only aircraft which will take part in this campaign, so it's being equipped with a full flight uh, test instrumentation. The Beluga XL project was launched in 2014 in November and the transporter is derived from the freighter version of the Airbus A330-200. It is 6 metres longer, 1 metre wider and has a payload lifting capacity of 6 tonnes greater than the current Beluga A300-600ST. When operational, the fleet of five Beluga XLs will take over transporting wings from Broughton here in the UK to the company's uh, aircraft assembly lines in France, Germany and Spain. Now, Matt, you put the pictures on the screen while I was doing that story, and uh, it's, it's amazing to see that finally coming together. Mm. It is a huge... Uh, aircraft and there's a picture at the top of the story on this particular website of uh, uh, a picture of the Beluga XL painted as a Beluga whale. It is, which is yeah, quite, it's which quite, is quite funny seeing that. Yeah. Um, whether they're going to actually paint it to look like that, I don't know, but uh, it's good. It, this is obviously uh, going to replace the the, uh, the old, quite dated ones, which are still flying quite regularly now. I've seen a few in the air this week, actually, when I've been looking at Flight Radar 24. Mm. Um, I've seen these uh, flying to and from the UK and uh, in Toulouse in France. So uh, the old ones are still being used. I wonder what they'll do with the old uh, Belugas once they're retired because obviously they're, they're a bit of a niche aircraft. Mm, you can't are. exactly just sell those to, um, you know, Bob down the road. To, it'd, be, uh, it'd be a pretty cool party. Bus. It would be a yeah. very cool. God, can you imagine first class in one of those? You know, you could yeah. put, yeah. Or Dragon Nev. Well, it might be interesting. But they might use it for things like transporting large sections, sections of bridges and, and things like that, maybe, um, to and from China, places like that. I mean, it, there must be some um, components and things which you have to build in, in a certain size. So that might be a possibility. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's not the most beautiful-looking aircraft, though, is it? Let's be honest. Oh, I don't know. I quite like it. <laughs> oh, do you? Okay. Yeah, well, all right. Fair I, I quite like the fact that they've sort of made it sort of all... Um, you know, they've sort of like painted the. You know, they've, it does look like uh, like a whale, doesn't it? It does look like the yeah. the head of a yeah. blue whale. So I kind of uh, I kind of like the fact that they've done that. Yeah. To be honest with you, so uh, yeah. It's, yeah, you know, I oh, know I like it. You know, it's okay. beauty is not necessarily all. Or you know, it's what's <laughs> inside that counts. Well, <laughs> a, a lot a lot of people say that the A three eighty is is not the uh, prettiest of aircraft. Mm. No, yeah, no. Um, so yeah, it's it must it must be an Airbus thing. 
<laughs> Nick, if you're listening. <clears throat> anyway, um, moving swiftly on, then I think. Okay. Uh, right, who's yeah. who's next? I mean, who? I mean, uh, I don't totally. Know. I'll take the next one. You we'll take see, we'll see one. what happens after this. So this is uh, the story that I tried to do a moment ago, which is the Business Insider UK website, and the headline is: Airlines are ditching seatback screens and making you use your phone to watch movies. Which, personally, actually, on the flight that I was on recently, I ended up actually using my tablet because it was much better than the what I can only describe as five-inch, I don't know, I think <laughs> TFT. it's mm. TFT screen that was in the back of this thing because it was <laughs> United Airlines, everyone, yeah. saying <clears throat> more, saying anyway. more. Um, in fact, I say, actually talking about that, that the, the flight that went out there and you were really impressed at what the inside of that uni- that United flight, because it was UA15 that we flew out on. Yeah. And uh, you were in really impressed, because I sent you a photo, didn't I? Yeah, I did yeah. Inside, and it looked, because it obviously had a refit. Yeah, a bit of And a it was really tickle. smart, and it had got yeah. really nice IFE and all that kind of thing. And I think, oh, there we are. You see, it was just a one-off, that horrible, bad experience that I had <laughs> with the 757. <laughs> and, then, and then I get on this one, and this, honestly, well, in fact, <clears> actually, both myself and Charlotte both didn't watch anything on the, because you couldn't even pick what film you were watching. You had five channels to to choose from oh god blimey it, oh it was just like so you couldn't start the film like when you wanted to you had to sort of dip in oh it's just oh it was just appalling hideous Anyway, airlines are beginning to remove the seatback screens passengers once used to watch movies and TV shows, according to the New York Times. Instead, they want passengers to stream content provided by the airline on their personal devices. American and United Airlines are including the screens uh, on new planes designed for short trips, which reduces, are not including, sorry, the screens on new planes designed for short trips, which reduces the weight of the aircraft as well as installation and maintenance costs that can total over $10,000. shift comes as passengers increasingly favour personal devices like laptops, phones and tablets over seatback screens. In response, airlines are offering free mobile messaging and in-flight entertainment that passengers can stream onto their devices. Delta Airlines announced it would make uh, hundreds of movies and TV shows available to passengers on their personal devices and on aircraft with seatback screens in 2016 and introduced free mobile messaging for passengers in 2017. Alaska Airlines rolled out a similar service in 2017, while American and United have moved to make sure more entertainment options are available to passengers on their devices, according to the Times. Uh, while the shift may be cost-effective for airlines, some travellers prefer seatback screens to using personal devices because they take up less space and don't threaten to drain their devices. Now, I, that I don't um, agree with, actually, to be honest with you, because even on the most basic of planes, as long as they give you the provision to USB charge your device... Not all airlines do, but... No, I know, yeah. but if you're going to go down this route and have yeah. um, USB, you know, like, if you're going to be expected to watch uh, your in-flight entertainment using your own tablet, then you all they've got, you're going to need a USB power yeah. supply, aren't you? But you see, I'd much rather watch something on my laptop than I would their their screen because I know and it doesn't seem to matter which IFE you use you always get a weird whiny whistly noise from your headphones yeah see I get the yeah but I'm I'm a real sound snob I well, am. Yeah, I am well, hardcore. So am I, Mr. Smith. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I've, I've. I mean, obviously, I've, BA don't have such problems, of course, Nev, do they? I mean, it's just. Uh... Well, no, but um, <clears throat> I think it's a good point that Tony S makes in the chat. Oh, room. Yeah, go on. Uh, he says that uh, the only problem is it encourages more lithium-ion batteries. Good point. Very true. Well, very true. But very then true, people yeah. will bring it anyway, won't they? But yeah. I've always been less than impressed with the IFE on most flights. I mean, there's a few now that are slightly better, but it's all a bit mm. clunky, isn't it? And it's obviously not as good as your own no. content and no. your own apps that you've got on, on your own device. 
I think yeah, I think the content definitely. is good. I mean, the, the the flights I've had on the 380 and the 777 with Emirates have both had great IFE mm. systems. You know, the screens aren't huge, but they're not no, going to be huge. No, but that's huge. all right. The, the screen display qualities have all been great. The, like I said, the selection, the content mm. selection has always been top class with, with Emirates. And with the triple, the uh, sorry, the 787-9 I flew with BA mm. uh, last year, I think it was last year, um, to, to Oman, the, the IFE on that, you know, the screen display was very good, very clear. I mean, mm. if if there's only if there's any one thing I could probably pick out as being uh, kind of a bit rubbish mm. uh, with some of the IFE systems, is some of the touch touch screens can be a, a tad unresponsive. Right. Um, okay. So you kind of have to have to sort of punch them to uh, input your selection. Yeah, that's true. Like that. Yeah. But I do get the point in that some IFE systems, and I've been on. Um, it was a Oman Air. A330 between Dubai and Oman, and um, albeit a 30-minute flight, 25-minute, 20 30-minute flight, it had IFE systems on the A330, but they were they were abysmal. That really? was that was literally like a, a, a 1990s TFT screen um, with the colour of a black and white film. Um, really? But I think this is this, I mean this for an for an airline uh, looking at the weight savings. Nev and stuff by taking yeah. out these seat back screens, it's going to save the airlines quite yeah, the, a bit the, the on weight. The weight penalty associated with IFE yeah. is quite substantial, and uh, I think people like Panasonic and one or two others who are major suppliers to the airlines obviously uh, they have to produce products in a very, very lightweight fashion indeed because mm. of how heavy all this yeah. is when you've got four or five hundred of these things on the aircraft. Yeah. But I think with so many people having their own devices now, there's going to be a move towards perhaps fewer IFE systems and more mm. distribution of content uh, with an internal, uh, you know, powerful Wi-Fi system or something like that. Actually, Evan, good, Evan yeah. Shu makes a good point, actually, Matt, in the chat room, that uh, the moving map uh, screen is his favourite channel. Mm. Good IFE. point, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. That is, I, I, I do like But there's nothing that. to stop them from doing that as part yeah. of their, you know, that's a very, that's a very simple glorified I web page. What, I tell you what is a great it, thing that, that, that Emirates do on the 380 and the 777 I think they do it on as well. Uh, I think Qantas do it on the 380. I think most airlines do it on the 380s. They have the cameras on the, on the 380, they have the camera on the tail that looks oh, down across do the they? aircraft. And then uh, I think on the triple sevens they have as well the cameras on the nose wheels that look in front of the aircraft, and also on the the triple seven as well on the Emirates one they have the camera that looks directly down below the aircraft. So whilst you're flying along, you can see what's below you, mm. and you can switch between uh, between cameras on the IFE, which is pretty awesome when you're sitting at the gate yeah. especially with a 380 because you're looking at a tail camera that yeah, looks yeah. down the complete length of the aircraft to see you know what's going on around the aircraft as you're wow. pushing back right is, is pretty cool okay yes but yes if you're an aviation geek <laughs> that is, i suppose the closest you're going to get to actual porn in flight isn't it really let's be honest uh, falco yeah. in the chat room <laughs> has said that uh, on uh, on one delta flight the entertainment system crashed four times. Oh. That was obviously run by Mac uh, in uh, in the <laughs> row, and they decided to turn it off. Needless know. to say, how long that I eight hour flight was? I haven't was. got the desk to hand, otherwise I would mute him now. <laughs>
Nev, I'm so offended. <laughs> now, you know what a big fan I am of British Airways, but I've been on a couple oh. of British Airways flights mm. recently where they're still using... Do you remember the Hi8 videotape for Oh, I do. No. Good heavens, yes. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> yes, they are still using it for the safety demo, and guess what? The tape gets all creased, and they have to restart it, and it's all a bit nasty. Oh, so do, do they have to... Bit of an upgrade there. Do they have to use the tracking button, Nev? That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah you've, got, you've got that line of white dust <laughs> yeah. you know, that has to be sort of Oh, I can have it. drop out. Oh, yeah. fond, fond memories as a child. Yes. with my getting finger on the tracking, tracking button, right, yes. getting rid of the white line. <laughs> anyway, yeah, moving on. Is, yeah. Anyway, I've got a bone to pick with you, Miss Mister uh, Mister Stebbings. What's that? Uh, they're not. They're not um, based on on Apple products at all. They're usually Linux based. Those oh, systems. Okay. So don't you start. <laughs> anyway, moving <sighs> swiftly on. Uh, nice Nev, that, Nev, you. this yes. this next story I thought was quite a nice story there um, for you it to is, yeah. to read. Yeah. And uh, this is on the walesonline.co.uk, like and uh, you can now catch the Northern Lights what? Uh, during a three-hour night flight from Cardiff Airport. If you always wanted to see the Northern Lights, then now's your chance to enjoy them, and you don't need to travel far, but only if you're in Wales, obviously. Of course. Uh, for there's a three-hour night flight from Cardiff Airport during which you will experience the aurora borealis from the air. The Northern Lights is a spectacular natural light show and many people travel as far as Iceland, Norway and Sweden for the best, best glimpses of them. However, whilst some of the best views can be had from ground level, visibility can be hampered by surrounding light pollution or bad weather. The flight from Cardiff will take you above the Earth's weather systems to give some impressive views of the Northern Lights and even the Milky Way. The package from Omega Holidays includes in-flight astronomer's commentary so you know exactly what's happening. The one-off experience is taking place on Friday, March the 16th and costs £219.95 per person. Spencer Burns, commercial director at uh, Cardiff Airport, told IntroBiz, uh, our customers will love this new unique opportunity to discover the Northern Lights with a starry flight from Cardiff. What a new and interesting way to discover the sky at night. And you can find more details about this on the Omega Holidays website. A colleague of mine, actually, Kevin, that I used to work with and I've interviewed for uh, the Nerves Passions Experience segment, uh, he went up to Iceland uh, just last week, actually, oh, and wow. took some fantastic photos of the uh, Aurora Borealis. And I saw it in when I was in the north of Sweden uh, many years ago. It is a fantastic uh, light show and something which you, you know, the, the pictures are great, but you've got to experience it for yourself one day. It's, I think uh, this is a great opportunity, job. I think, Nev, for, um, you know, for people to have a kind of, it's kind of a treat, really, you know, pay a couple hundred quid. Yeah. And, I mean, let's be honest, one of the best places to probably see this is in the air. You know, from an aircraft. Yeah, true, true. Uh, from a from a like an aviation geek's point of view, I mean, this is kind of like a, mm. uh, a, a a two presents rolled into one, really, yeah. for yeah. the sake of Sounds a couple amazing. hundred quid. Yeah. But yeah, that's uh, definitely one. I'm quite tempted to. Where have you got to drive to? Cardiff. Uh, just Cardiff. Yeah, it's not far. Mm. It's all right. Just, yeah. a quick tri- just a quick hack down Get the flight M4. there. Get fine. a flight there. Get fine. a flight there. What, from Norwich? Yeah, all right. Yeah. Good luck. That'll be £400 <laughs> plus absolutely. a £10 development yeah, fee. Of course, absolutely. Uh, yes, you've got to get yeah. your tax. Oh, blimey. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So the next story, <laughs> moving on, is on the uh, the 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 register.co.uk right. and it's a story we kind of cover every now and again on the show and it's about the drones uh-huh. and um, we obviously, um, you know, cover the stories where uh, apparently drones may have hit aircraft or oh, this that, and the other 
but uh, they're actually doing proper actual tests now to uh, see what the damage would be if a drone, a full-size, proper, you know, an actual DJI-sized drone hit uh, an aircraft uh, in flight. Wow. So uh, a British drone collision study uh, used as evidence for the government's flagship drone pilot registration law found UAVs pose less of a risk to airliners than government officials and trade unions have claimed. A study which the government refused to reveal in full despite being asked by industry and news media alike is the key piece of supposedly scientific evidence uh, backing its proposed drone bill. Uh, that parliamentary bill is due to be published in spring this year. It will create new criminal offences targeted at flyers of drones that weigh more than 250 grams who fail to register with the government and pass a mandatory safety test before using their craft. The risk caused by drones to manned aircraft were allegedly quantified by the study. The register has obtained a redacted copy of the study and compared the public statements from its sponsors with what the research actually states. A press release uh, summary of the drone collision study first published when the government revealed its registration plans last year was used by pilots and trade union uh, BALPA as evidence of a proven drone collision threat. In reality, the full study carried out on behalf of the government by the defence R&D company Quintic, uh, or Kinetic, uh, and testing firm Natural Impacts found that for airliners, the risk posed was far less alarming than both the Union and the Department of Transport had claimed. Instead of penetrating the cockpit windows, rigorous tests of drones launched against Airbus A320 windscreen panes fitted to a testbed cockpit found that drone airliner collisions will crack but not penetrate such windows. The Airbus A320 series, comprising of the A318, A319, A320 and A321 aircraft, is one of the most widely used airliner families in the world. When it announced the drone registration scheme, or PDF 65 pages of it, the government said for airliners the test results are more reassuring, only a much heavier drone of around 2 kilograms in weight would cause critical damage, and only when airliners fly at higher speeds. Balpa was explicitly involved with the study to assure safety and influencing requirements such as minimum design and operational standards for remotely piloted systems, air, i.e. drones, were uh, kept in place. So, I mean, this is obviously something that needed to be done at some point, was testing to see what would happen in a situation such as this where a drone would fly and hit But did I understand screen. that right? The thing that disturbs me the most here is essentially that they've made a claim that severe damage can be done by a drone and they've based their entire legislation and all that kind of thing on something that isn't true. Yeah, well, I mean, the first, the first, when this all first started out years ago when mm. drones were getting very popular and the, the potential of this happening could happen, it was kind of a, a whole thing, whereas if a drone hit a plane, end of, uh, end of story. Mm. But obviously, you know, it's... It, it could, it, as the tests show here, it could uh, hit an aircraft, but not uh, penetrate. Yeah, but, but the, the thing window. that disturbs me is they're saying that it would penetrate a windscreen, and in fact, actually, the very tests that they did, which they are hiding from the general public, mm. was actually that what they were claiming happened didn't happen. Now, don't get me wrong; I don't think I don't think you know aeroplanes and drones should be in the same airspace. Oh, no. No, I'm no, not no. condoning that by any stretch of the imagination. My alarm bell that's ringing here is that the government has basically made a claim that is not true. Have I, I mean, have I misunderstood that? Or? In a roundabout way, yeah. I mean, 
also you've got to remember is this is this is a test of a drone hitting a windscreen of an aircraft. Yep. And as it says on the test results, it cracked the first layer of, yeah, of glass. Okay. Yeah. But you know, it, it there's a, a an aircraft is a big thing. Yeah, it you know, could no, hit no, an I engine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, okay. various... yeah. But then to be you know, is there much of a difference between a bird and a drone in regard to Well birds are obviously some birds are a lot heavier. Yeah, well yeah, um, the, but this is this is kind of the thing that's mm. that that's concerning me. I d I don't I don't agree that that drones should suddenly be sort of allowed to go where they like. My, my, my the alarm bell ringing in my head is that they've basically said, you know, if it hits a windscreen, it will penetrate the windscreen. You know, everybody be in terrible danger. When mm. in fact, what actually happened after multiple tests yeah. was yeah. that the first windscreen was cracked, not yeah. penetrated. Not penetrated. Yeah. yeah. That's. I mean, it's just like. Oh. I don't know. But Falco, as he, like I just said, makes a good point mm. in the chat room that uh, makes him wonder whether they will start to conduct tests with drones entering engines of airliners. Yeah, I, th I think that's more important. I think you that, know. I mean, obviously that is going to be more of a, uh, an issue, I think, if, an, if a yeah. drone does penetrate, especially a full-size DJI, yeah, God, yeah, which is big. obviously quite a yeah. big drone. You know, um, but, it's, uh, just, it's, just to, it's just to release, you know, th that's what's annoying me, is essentially, you know, you'll get people now who, who will read this story and say that the government lied, so why, you know, I can't really believe them mm. on anything else. When in fact, obviously, you know, a drone is going to, you know, potentially be a serious risk, and I mean yeah. serious risk to losing an engine on your, um, you know. Also, on. Falco's made another great point as yeah. well, and we've covered stories about this in the past. Yeah, that hail storms can be even uh, yeah. more, no, of course, yeah, damaging absolutely. to aircraft yeah. I, I, than drones. I mean, forgive me, I'm just playing devil's advocate yeah. here. I'm just trying. I'm what just do you trying reckon, Nev? See, see from all points. Well, <clears throat> I, I never thought I'd ever say this, but. Um, and I don't want to be want to alarm <laughs> anybody at all, but I almost think it's we've been mucking about with this for, for far too long. Yeah. And whilst I I don't wish it to happen to anybody, least of all me or anybody that's listening or watching the show, it I feel it might actually take a, a big moment. Yes. In, in order for, for somebody us to actually do something as a, about as it. A, yeah. you know yeah. as the aviation world to wake up to this mm. and actually put a stop mm. to it once and for all and mm. that may include bringing down an aircraft that may include yeah. fatality that may include serious mm. engine damage whatever it is and it, it, i i hate mm. myself for saying it virtually but it, it, this has just been going on and on yeah. and on for yeah. years now and, and we seem to have very little um actual information know, yeah, yeah real real sort mm. of action going on to uh, clamp down on, on no, what I, is a very I, as I say, and like, like I said a moment ago, I'm just playing devil's advocate. I don't, I, I don't think that drones and aeroplanes should be anywhere near each other. I, I just want to make that clear. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate here in the fact that what disturbs me about this story is I, I personally do think they are a huge risk to aircraft. Mm, yeah. But lying about it, about your findings as a way of trying to get legislation through. I think through, they padded not... the findings out in the beginning. Right. I think that's the word. Yeah, padded them out. Padding out, out or crack or, or, penetrate. <laughs> or penetrate. I mean, that, yeah. the penetrate in, in, you know, suggests one thing, you know, as where a crack is still not ideal. I'm not saying that that's a good situation, but, mm. you know, you, the cabin isn't going to depressurise as a result of a Hopefully crack in not, a windscreen. No. Uh, Richard you know. King makes a good point yeah. uh, in the chat room that uh, that they just need to tackle the idiots flying drones Agreed. where they should completely, yeah. absolutely, yeah, no, 100%. very true, agree. very true. You know. Well, that was quite an exciting debate, wasn't I know, it? I'm sorry, <laughs> we do like it when yes. we have debates like that on the show. Indeed, yeah. yeah no, and as I say, and, and I think Nev's right. I think yeah. he's completely right. It's it's going to take. And I think we've said it before, haven't we? It's going to take something catastrophic to happen before everybody yeah. sort of sits down together and sort of, 
you know, finally thrashes out and comes up with a... And it needs to be a worldwide programme, doesn't it? There's no oh, yeah. point in just yeah. doing local yeah. legislation. It needs to be con- it needs to be worldwide, not yeah. just countrywide. So the next story, Matt, is for you. And this one is... It's a... What can I, can I put this? It's a bit of a... Um, um, Remember the what was that song in the eighties? There's a rat in my kitchen. Am I gonna? Oh yes. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean, Nev? Are, are Remember that story? <laughs> yeah. It's a bit. It's a bit of a vermin, vermin style story. This one, Matt, isn't uh, it for you? Right. Okay. So this is on the C. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm almost terrified to read this one now. Uh, it's I on just the keep C- thinking of the words Roland in my yeah, head. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Roland Rat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so rat. So basically, it's a CNBC website and. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, sorry, sorry. I had an ad blocker. Ad blocker yeah, yeah, sorry yeah. about that. Uh, so, rat boards a plane at a California airport <laughs> and forces a cancellation. So, Alaska Airlines <laughs> is calling in an exterminator after the company said a rat boarded one of its planes at Oakland International Airport in California and forced it to cancel the flight. The airline says passengers were boarding the Portland, Oregon bound flight on Tuesday when the rat jumped from the jetway onto the plane. Uh, passengers already on board came <laughs> off and then the plane was taken out of service. Most of the 110 passengers scheduled to take the flight were rebooked on a later flight to Portland. Alaska Airlines says it will resume using the plane when a professional exterminator certifies it is rodent-free. The aircraft will also be inspected for any damage. Now, I can stress this is a real story. This wasn't, <laughs> okay, just... this wasn't a fake story. This did actually right. happen. Okay, fake news, but, uh, fake news. <laughs> not a fake yeah. news story. <laughs> and uh, it, it's just amusing. I just... It, the way... It, the story says, you know, that uh, a rat uh, forces the cancellation. I just imagine this big beefy rat, you know, right, trotting okay. on the aircraft. Big, you Stop! Know, yeah, you know, you're not scythe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. I got the wrong end of the story completely. When when they talk about rats in aviation, they normally refer to the ram air turbine, which is the oh, little, uh, yes. thing which drops yes. below the, right. the body if, yes. if you lose engines and it gives you, I think, electrics and yes, maybe it does. some hydraulics. Yeah, and, yeah. And yeah. basic <laughs> electrics and hydraulics. Yeah. 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 Okay, yes. Yes, I mean that would be. Um, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> maybe that should have been our last story because it is because that would have been a perfect uh, and final. I know. I know. It? Yeah, but anyway, no. We have uh, the last story though uh, uh, for you, Nev. It's uh, it's quite a nice story actually. It's regarding a, 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 a it's an aircraft that uh, my granddad flew on back uh, many years ago. So it's mm. uh, quite a mm. quite a poignant story, and it'd be nice to see this uh, this particular aircraft uh, restored. So carry on, Nev. Yeah, certainly would be. And this is on the <clears throat> bbc.co.uk uh, website. And uh, it's about a Bristol flight, uh, freighter uh, aeroplane, which is to be restored. And it was shipped from New Zealand, where it had been in storage since uh, since it last flew in 1977. And it's going to be restored at Aerospace Bristol. It's become the only aircraft of its type in Europe. And police warned of delays on the M5 and A38 roads whilst the aircraft's fuselage was moved from Portbury Docks to Bristol earlier on. Uh, the Bristol Type 170 was designed and built by the Bristol Aeroplane Company and was used as a transport aircraft known as the as the freighter and as a passenger airline known as the Wayfarer. The innovative freighter had a 108-foot, 33-metre uh, wingspan and featured distinctive clamshell doors that allowed cargo, including vehicles and large animals, to be loaded via its nose. Of 214 freighters and wayfarers built between 1945 and 1958, only 11 remain. The newly arrived aircraft is believed to be the only freighter 
uh, left in Europe. There were a few nervous moments as the fuselage was lowered onto the low loader in almost gale force winds. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it would be bad if they'd had a moment there, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah. Two mobile cranes worked in harmony, precisely placing her on the flat bed. Uh, the last leg of the journey is up the M5 towards her final resting place at the Aerospace Museum before the task of lovingly restoring her begins. Adam Jones from Aerospace Bristol said that the aircraft would not go on show to the public at the museum immediately. She's not museum ready and there's quite a lot of work to do, he said. Uh, for now, she'll be safely stored and assessed. But um, what a great news story that is. And it looks mm. like a remarkably uh, adaptable and flexible aircraft as well. <laughs> it certainly does. It? Yeah, so, I love cars. the fact that the, the yeah. front of the, the nose front, can open yeah, up. Nose can open yeah, up yeah it's absolutely. amazing such an amazing looking aircraft yeah, it is really yeah, good. agreed and yeah. uh it was used it was used across the globe you know the royal canadian air force um, yeah. they had them and the last one of these actually mm. flew in uh in 2004 and it went uh one of these freighter versions had a final ferry flight mm. to the reynolds alberta museum in west Skewin, Alberta. I'll probably pronounce that completely okay. wrong, mm. but uh, only only two hundred and fourteen of these were built during the war, um, and they were produced between nineteen forty five and nineteen fifty eight. Um, but it was uh, yeah, really iconic. Uh, bit of um, bit of bit of engineering, bit of Brit British engineering, I think. Uh, now. Yes. Yeah, so that is where we are going to bring the commercial news segment to a close. Don't forget, for those of you who are watching us live in the chat room, we are going to be announcing the winners of our mm -hmm. Christmas competition. We have all the results. All the names mm -hmm. are here. I've got them here, all yes. in little folded yep. up little all pieces All the correct, here. Answers. correct answers here. The names of. And we're going to announce those at the end of the show. But mm -hmm. uh, we're going to have a quick break before we uh, move on to the next part of the show. Yep. So uh, We'll be right back we'll be right after back. these short messages. Find this and other great shows at the Aviation Media Network. Thevoicesinyourhead.com The Plane Talking UK podcast is a voluntary project that aims to keep you informed with the latest aviation-related stories from newswires across the globe. Producing our content does cost money, though. If you enjoy our show, why not help us keep on the air by making a donation towards the server and website hosting fees through PayPal? Any contributions would be greatly appreciated. Are you an Amazon user? If so, why not do your shopping through the link on our website? There's no cost to yourself, and Amazon pay us a small referral fee on qualifying purchases. To find out more about the show and to meet the team, take yourself to our website website www.plaintalkinguk.com or find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash plaintalkinguk on Twitter via at plaintalkinguk or get in touch via email on podcast at plaintalkinguk.com thanks, thanks for, for listening, listening. Fly B5823, Trent Dane for 23 hour Manchester with Air 6X Climb Flight Level 210 direct to Britain's Park United, one, two, three, maintain two, eight, zero knots. Tandem two TME, turn right onto Bravo, link. Do one, join Alpha, hold at Mora. Speedbird 472, LOC slash DME, approach runway 27 left. Follow the green stand 544. That's enough air traffic control for today, Nat. Bedtime. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to fly a commercial passenger jet? Looked up at the sky and thought, I wish that was me? Well, now anyone has the chance to have a go at flying in a real aircraft simulator. 
NP Simulations and Flight Experience London, the only official Boeing-licensed product of its kind in the UK, offer you the chance to fly anywhere in the world in their fixed-base Boeing 737-800 Flight Simulator. And that's not all. Ground School London offers many different courses for the up-and-coming pilot looking for a start in aviation. With prices starting at just £109, the sky's the limit. So for the ultimate flight simulator experience or engaging preparatory courses, including those for schools and colleges, check out the websites at www.london.flightexperience.co.uk and www.groundschoollondon.com or call on 020 300 40 616. NP Simulations. Fly your dreams. And that is, of course, where we'll be hosting mm. the 200th show on the 20th of this month. Very exciting. Yeah. yeah. So on that note uh, about the 200th then, uh, Neb, before we do the Christmas competition draw. Mm. So any, yes, uh, any lots, updates? Any lots updates of at all? stuff has been going on uh, behind the scenes uh, for the 200th show. It's actually quite a lot of work <laughs> to do it, really. Yeah, I but, think this might uh, be the last we time we do mind, something like this. <laughs> It, I think it's going to be absolutely yeah, I I awesome. I literally cannot wait. Um, yeah. And uh, I, there's, um, there's so many people coming from all around the world. We've got people coming from the US, mm. from Sweden, yeah. uh, and it's incredible, actually. And we're really grateful for the number of people that are, that are going to be turning up for it. But it's going to be a, a great event, and we're going to be doing a live show from there as well. We'll be doing interviews yeah. with our listeners that, that turn up as well. So, uh, yeah, really looking forward to it. And, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, it's only just around the corner, isn't it? Another it two shows, yeah, and that's it, isn't it? Well, Go. with two shows, it'll be over. We've got one more, and uh, then it is yeah, yeah, one yeah, more absolutely. live show here, and then yeah, uh, yeah. yeah it's, it's a two hundred. Can't literally can't believe it's, it. It's going it's just... to be epic. So um, yeah, we, yeah, we are absolutely. we are all really looking forward to it. And, so, and as these guys have said here, as Matt Matt here and Nev, mm. who you can see there, yeah, he's, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, as I've said. Uh, both Matt and Nev have put a, there he is there's Nev I'll point at Nev I'll just yeah. tickle him on there you yeah, go. Right. careful family um, <laughs> yeah as these guys have said uh, you know Matt and Nev have put a huge amount of uh, of legwork and footwork into doing stuff and Nev has has put a lot of um, cool, sort yeah. of groundwork in the yeah. stuff to put and stuff together for the 200 show. So uh, big thanks to mm. you two guys for uh, yeah. So just you know. just to remind everyone, I'm very sorry, but all the spaces are full. Um, so, yes, they uh, are. yeah. We have our guest list all we uh, do indeed. Set in place. Um, yeah. But obviously, we're going to stream as much of the do- day as yeah. technology will allow. Basically, yes. so uh, if you if you want to participate in the show, you can still do it from your computer, your tablet, your phone, wherever it is you're gonna you're gonna be. Uh, even some people listening to it in their car these days so it's going to be um it's going to be uh, really good fun i i know i've no idea what you're yeah. about carlos i'm sorry i'm not very good at well, reading i, I was yeah. just going to say matt that um it, it would be nice as well if if any of the the uh, listeners from across the globe who can't obviously make it over here mm. to the uk if you want to send a, a, an mp3 all, in yeah some audio feedback yeah, yeah we'd love it would be great we can out. play those out during yeah that would be great uh, so if you've got show. any messages you'd like to send us please yeah. do Please do so. Usual place, podcast at plaintalkinguk.com. Yes. That's podcast at plaintalkinguk.com. Yeah, I, I, I am literally so excited. I even had a dream about it last <laughs> night. <laughs> I know. And, and I'll tell you what, Gemma is adamant that she is not going to go in the sim. Right, okay. She's, she honestly, she is. She, I'm, not, I'm not going in the sim. No. Oh, okay. So for anyone who's in the chat room who's going to the 200th uh, there, make sure you... Um, 
force. Why do you want to force your wife into the simulator? What's wrong with you? Because (laughs) are you hoping that she might get this uh, unbelievably overwhelming (laughs) desire to like become a commercial pilot herself or something? The thing, the thing with with the thing (laughs) and release funds so you can carry on with your flying or something. The the thing, what the thing, what's always made amuse me about my lovely wife is is she'll hate something. Okay. And like the flight deck. Are you sure you should be saying this out loud for (laughs) all to download freely? She's not watching. So, so flight. Just for one instance, we'll take money on Micah dobbing you in. By the way, Uh, Micah probably will. (laughs) So, no flight deck visits. Okay, right. Yeah, I love them. Every time I go on an aircraft, I always go up to the flight deck, ask to get uh, invited up to the flight deck. Um, And Gemma was always a person who would not be interested at all Uh, in 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 that. You know, right? Okay. But the last, nope. the last, nope. the last two times we've uh, we, we, we've flown long haul mm-hmm. and had the invitation that we do now get to go on the flight right. deck. Um, she's, I'll tell you honestly, she loves it. Right? Are you sure that's absolutely. not because she just come up to like no. pull you away from no, the no, poor no, no, captain no, no, no. She who's been stuck with you for twenty minutes? She absolutely loves now. it. She absolutely right. loves okay. the flight deck visits. So All right. okay. I, I am really, really. Uh, really looking have, forward to I'm, getting I'm here in the simulator. Ask the question, uh, Sir Nev of Bounds: uh, Is uh, does does Sue have any like? I mean, are you a sort of a cockpit visitor if you can get away with it? Or yes, I am, and uh, she just rolls her eyes. And <laughs> right. Goes, Again, how, how embarrassing! Oh dear. Uh, just um, one thing I meant, forgot to mention actually about the 200th show. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be bringing my microphone and recorder with of me, course. and going to be a general nuisance because I would like to record some more Nev's passenger experiences but for broadcast later on so if anyone that's coming to the 200th show likes spend uh, five or ten minutes with me having a chat about some of of your flying experiences i'd be delighted to feature you uh, on future episodes of the show so i've just read falco's uh note in the chat room family friendly it's brilliant he said uh (laughs) falco said that he took his wife in the company simulator flight simulator and uh he's put guess who crashed he did right. Yeah. Ah. See, this is the thing, isn't it? Because yeah. if, if if I bet if Gemma does have a go, she will absolutely probably knock will. spots off probably will. of everyone else there. I, I should imagine because she's very meticulous about what she yeah. does. She'll probably be cleaning the flight deck as we're oh, in the it. sim. Okay. <laughs> anyway, moving swiftly on before I get uh, divorced. Soon. Yeah, right. Um, yes, absolutely. Still, the it's Christmas. Been a, it's been a lovely few years. It's been a lovely yeah. few years. Yeah. <laughs> um, the uh, the Christmas competition. Obviously, we set uh, last well at Christmas time last year. Yes, indeed. Um, and uh, we had uh, some awesome prizes. I've got, I've got them down here. Okay. Yes. Gonna, um, so the first prize uh, for oh, here we go. Just destroying the microphone here. Right. Good. The first yeah. prize that we have here for uh, for the potential winner of this first prize. Okay. And uh, this is here we go. This is a. This is what I like. Always prepared. Look, here we go. Stage <laughs> six compressor blade. Yeah. Uh, maybe you could show go. them if out I, of the bag. If I can get that out of the bag, actually. <laughs> This is a stage six compressor blade right. from a okay. Harrier, a T6 Harrier jump jet. Here we go. This Very is nice. an actual yeah. compressor blade uh, from the engine itself okay. from a Hawker Sidley Harrier. There we got the picture of said fan blade okay. compressor section. Yeah. And we also have the various photographs of the aircraft okay. that this particular blade came from. Okay. There we go. And uh, this aircraft was Zulu Delta 992, which okay. comes with a little history on the aircraft here, which you okay. can't probably see. There we go. Yeah. Uh, and this was uh, a uh, T8 version of the Hawker Siddeley um, Harrier okay. Jumpship. So that's prize one. If you pass that all over and to me... And that comes with 
a Haynes manual, just in case you're wondering how rebuild to... Rebuild your own Harrier. Rebuild yes. your own Harrier. <laughs> okay. So I'll just so pass, pass that over to what, Matt. And then there what we we'll go. do is whoever wins that one, we'll put the bit of paper on top of that so we don't get yes. muddled. Okay. So the second prize, uh, for those of you watching in the YouTube chat room, Matt's just dropped the fan blade on the floor. Please don't lose the fan blade, Matt. Because they're incredibly rare to get oh, hold okay. of. <laughs> right, okay. You know, there's not many Harrier jump jet fan blades lying oh, okay. around the UK. Right. Um, so the second prize on the list is this. This is a limited edition uh, piece of aircraft fuselage. This is off a Boeing 747. So obviously this is quite poignant for one of the stories that we had in the show earlier mm, on. Very much so. Uh, yeah. And this particular part is from Golf Victor Foxtrot Alpha Bravo. Uh, which was a Virgin Atlantic 747. And uh, this is a part of the skin, the fuselage. You can probably see this side of the, the tag is an mm. actual tag, and it's it literally is cut from the fuselage of the aircraft. Wow. Uh, this is a limited edition one. This is uh, number 4,665 of 5,000 of wow. these, which were cut from this the skin of that 747. And that also, again, comes with... A Haynes manual, just in case you want Very to know good. how to operate and run a 747. Okay. Right. So okay. Maybe the, we should send that to Captain Nick. No, we should sorry. do it. Yeah. <laughs> Captain Nick, you've won. Uh, so the third prize, which Matt is lo Matt oh, loves no, this. I desperately want one of these. Matt loves yeah. this. Yeah. The third prize uh, is this amazing Ryanair. 737-800 scale model. Do you have to like oh. glue it together yourself? And <laughs> You're I, right there, Nick. I can, <laughs> can let you all know that uh, this is for ages 14 plus. <coughs> so, Matt, unfortunately, I don't know. Hey, hmm. now. Now do you mind? But that, that it's, it's in the box. It's not been made. It's ready for you to yeah, unwrap and made. Sealed so and that's pretty cool. for extra Vacuum. freshness. Yes, good. Yeah. <laughs> so we go. That's the third right. prize. Okay. So. Right, so what I'm going to do, I'm going to do something that I don't do very often on the live shows, and I'm going to take my <gasps> hat off. My God, I need a haircut. Yeah, you do. Look at that. I do yeah. need I a can haircut. recommend a barber. Uh, <laughs> I use that barber. So while Carlos is busy filling his hat up with the uh, the names in the hat and the correct answers, I'm going to whiz through the questions and the answers. So question one was, what date was the first Boeing 747 rolled out of the Everett Assembly Building? And the answer was September the 30th, 1968. What year did the Airbus A300 make its maiden flight? That was 1926. 1926. No, no, 1972. Don't start. <laughs> uh, what was the world's first airline to use an aircraft in revenue service? And that was D-Lag. So it's the Deutsche Luft, 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 Luft. Any idea how to say, say any of this? Anyway, D-Lag is the correct answer. Is it Deutsche Luftkliffarts was the world's first You didn't airline. do very well at German at school, did you, Matt? I did actually do German. Okay, but, uh, carry on. <laughs> question four. As of October 2017, which airline has the world's largest fleet of commercial airliners? And the answer is American Airlines, who operate a fleet of 947 I know. Aircraft. They've got That's a couple, really haven't they? Frightening yeah. telephone. That's telephone number? Frightening number. number. Uh, question five. Which airline called itself the world's friendliest airline oh, and like painted a smile on the nose of its airplanes? And that was the Pacific Southwest Airlines. Yeah. Uh, question six was, which two mentioned, uh, two nationalised airlines, corporations and, sorry, which two nationalised airline corporations and which two regional airlines were merged to form British Airways on March the 31st, 1974? And the answer was British Overseas Airways Corporation and the British European Airways. Uh, and is, oh, so it's three, actually, was it? 
So it was three airlines merged into Nev, one? Nev, you should know all about this. Uh, well, right. yes, British Airways was merged from BOAC and BEA. Ah, and yes. obviously BOAC was the international yep. operation and the BEA was the yep. European operation. And then the other two airlines that were also involved in said merger was the Cambrian Airways and the North East Airlines. So mm. it was four airlines merged together to, be, to generate what we now know as British Airways. And finally, question number seven was what year was Ryanair founded and what aircraft did they first fly? Uh, 1984 was when they were first formed, and it was an Embraer EBM, uh, e, sorry, EMB110. Uh, is it ban- banter? Somebody else tell me. What's that? It was, like? sorry, the, the <laughs> answer is 1984, and it was the Embraer EMB110 Bandarante. Right, beautifully said, indeed. <laughs> so, yeah, so I, I managed to thrash those together rather nicely, I think, crashed those. Uh, anyway. So, anyway, before we before we dipped off yep. there quickly, uh, we uh, we filled the hat up, for those of you in the, there we go, for you in the... YouTube land. Oh, there we go. Matt, Matt's yeah, got it go. on there. So you can see what he's up to. There we go. There's some loads of bits of paper in here yep. in my hat. There we go. It's yes. not very often you'll see my head. No, so, indeed. You know, he does actually sure have a whole head of hair. I don't know why he yeah. hides it from everyone. So what we're going to do, we're going to pick one each, and Nev is going to send me um, Yuri Geller-style thoughts to pick is one he? out in Nev's right. name, because obviously Nev's not here with us in the studio. Okay, right. So okay. I will pick <laughs> I will pick the, the winner of the first I think he's prize. nodded off. I think he's nodded off. No, so Nev, <laughs> Nev, Nev. <laughs> <laughs> with that boring ladies and gentlemen the, oh, the no. host nods, the host nods right. so i i am going to yep. pick uh, i'm going to pick the first prize winner okay. uh, yep. nev is going to pick the second prize winner and and I'm going to pick illustrious the, right, okay. Mr. And I'm going to pick the one who I'm wrestling in <laughs> for order the for, the, for the Ryanair model. model. Yeah, okay. Right. Okay, so. so here we go. Then the first one out of the hat. I'm going to put my hand in here and and swish around some bits of paper. You can see that for those of you listening on the audio podcast, will not. Well, you'll just have yeah, to yeah. pretend. Just, imagine yeah, you're looking. You can watch us drawing it on. So Utu. this is the uh, winner of the uh, the Harrier Jump Jet Fan Blade and the Haynes Manual to learn how to fly or to look after the. Harry. Yeah, yeah, okay. Right, here we go then. I have the name in okay. my in my hand here. And the winner is if I can hold up to the oh the camera. Oh, I suppose you're watching that the camera. camera now, do you? Oh, okay, there you go. And I can announce that there we go. For the winner is for the first prize, Tony Stubbings. Oh. So Tony Stubbings, you have won the uh, Harrier T6 Harrier Jump Jet Fan Blade and the Haynes Manual. Is that Tony S. That is Tony S. S. I think Tony S. is He was in the chat room actually. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So that's Tony S. Well done. Make him feel a bit better because he was a bit. bit, Yeah, in his sick bed, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Tony S. You have won that. So Tony, just drop us an email uh, with your address, and I will get that posted off to you uh, as soon as possible. Right, Nev. I'm holding my. Holding my hand above my hat here. Now, yes, I where, just sort of dive you just, in. Um, just where do you want me to go? Left a bit? Um, uh, <laughs> this is, this is, this is oh. not going to work, is it? Um, no, I can see uh, yeah, yeah, nice uh, try, Carlos, but yeah, uh, absolutely. That one there? Yeah, that one there? Okay. Right, wow. so we have one here. So this is the second prize. This is the okay. v- this is the uh, limited edition piece of a version Atlantic seven four seven of uh, it, uh, it with the Haynes manual. That's and this pro- one yeah. is there we go, David Kavanagh. So Ooh, David Kavanagh. Yeah. Very good. Yes. There we go, Drop David Kavanagh. Drop us an email, Podcast David Kavanagh. 
plaintalkinguk.com. Yeah, I shall uh, probably send an email to all the winners as well yeah, who have okay. obviously entered in through email. Fair so okay. it leaves us to draw the last prize winner. That is the Ryanair model. Okay. Here we go, Matt. Okay, he's drawing cool. it. Look at him. He's, he's, yeah, I'm, he's just, I'm just giving them a little bit of a bit of a, a bit of thing because I can actually. So I'm just gonna hold it. it up like that because I can there actually go. see the, the yep. thing. So here we go. <laughs> the last one. The last one. Here we go. I think this is it. This is like. There we go. So uh, can I put my hat back on now? No, no. You got to take the paper out first. I've, uh, took, I've took the paper out. So right. the last prize, uh, not the booby prize by any stretch of the imagination, but the last prize, Ooh. and this goes to Lucas. There we go. I can't. Your fingers in the way. Matt. I'm sorry. I didn't do that very well, did I? There so, there we, let's try that. <laughs> there we go. Lucas. Uh, I hope I pronounce this correctly. Lucas. Lucas Tybersi. Lucas Tybersi. Yep. Hopefully I'll pronounce your name yeah. correctly, Lucas. Lucas Tybersi, if you could uh, drop us a line as well. Uh, you have won the amazing Ryanair <laughs> 737 model. So there we go. That's it. That's the right. Christmas competition winners all picked out of the hat. I'm going to say a massive thank you to everyone who sent in your answers and uh, you know and uh, well and entered the competition. And we you know it's part of our kind of sort of giving back really. I think to, yeah. to the listeners as much as we can. So uh, I hope you all uh, enjoyed uh, the competition. We will probably run a probably possibly run another competition later on in the year during the summer i think as well uh, something a bit sort of summery fine i think some of the other lines yes. but uh, no thanks again and as i said to all the listeners and uh, and that who who entered uh, thank you yeah absolutely yeah. a great response this year so thank you very much to all our lovely listeners who uh, oh, Lucas is in the chat room. Oh, fantastic. Mm. Oh, hey, yes, yes. Lucas. <laughs> yes, so I should be wrestling Lucas for the 737-800 model. Lucas is going to get an empty box. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You think I'm joking. Uh, uh, right. Tony yeah. S has said that's cheered him up. Good. That's what, oh, like good. That's what we like to hear. So that is where we're going to bring, I'm afraid, episode number 198 yeah. to a close. It is uh, the last but one before our two... It's the penultimate <gasps> one next week before our 200th show which is uh, slightly scary I, I cannot believe uh, Nev it's been a pleasure as always uh, yeah great guys and uh, yeah it's been a great show again and uh, congratulations once again to all the winners and uh, you know, a lot of people are entering the competition this year and it was uh, really great we've, yeah, we've got really some good knowledgeable too, people actually, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely although it's amazing what you can find even I can answer it with Google but we'll, we'll gloss over <laughs> that and, and move on sorry <laughs> yeah, as long as the information <laughs> in wiki is correct yeah yes. <laughs> that's cheating yeah what you're supposed to use the good old fashioned Right. Nod. Okay. Nod Are you your... suggesting that every single one of those answers was li answered by our listeners without gauging in some kind of research? I'm fairly confident right. that all the listeners okay. who who answered those questions right. use okay. their depth of knowledge. Okay. Good. Yeah. Excellent. I'm delighted to hear that. What their depth of knowledge of Google? You mean? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, sorry. If that, at the end of on that controversial note. Bombshell. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. Thanks to everyone who's yeah. joined us in the chat room live tonight. In there, loads of names, including some of our winners as well on the yeah. Chris. Comp. Uh, don't forget to join us again next Friday mm -hmm. yeah. for our last live show before our 200th show uh, at, uh, at the Simulator Centre. Yeah, don't forget if you want to get in touch with the show, it is uh, it's available to you via Facebook and Twitter. Our handles on both of those are at Plain Talking UK. To send an email to the show, it is podcast at Plain Talking UK .com. We love to get your feedback, whether it be in writing as a, as an audio file, video files, whatever you want. We would just love to receive it and to take yourself to the website is www.plaintalkinguk.com. One of the 
best bits of our show, I think, is the plane safety uh, or plane safety with Pilot Pip. Uh, and if you haven't caught the Christmas the, the episode that he released with Captain Al uh, over the uh, Christmas period, that was ATC Overload episode plane safety podcast 47 that is worth a listen if you haven't done so already. and i do believe captain al is is uh, going to be quite a regular host i think on oh, that's uh, very plane exciting. safety yeah, yeah absolutely which is good yeah as long as yeah. you can fit us in that's absolutely fine I know. indeed but uh, yes it's uh, it's uh, you know where we bring the show to a close so thanks very much everyone yep. uh, thanks nev as always you're a star thank okay. you nev and uh, we'll see everyone next week Bye-bye. take care everyone happy Bye. new year Bye. Woo-hoo!